This podcast contains adult language, mature situations, the ultimate form of a long-distance relationship, the difficulties of time lag correspondence, villainous aliens bent on the destruction of humanity, mecha robots on a ship traveling out into space, and communication from the heart. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 273, Waiting with Bated Breath for a Reply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mong Review, some podcasts inventing reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. This is your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, we're back for another fun-filled episode, another fun-filled week, because we are almost at episode 300, and our schedule has been pretty good so far. We've been releasing three a week, and we're not stopping anytime soon. So, before I forget, for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Every episode, I'll talk about one or two manga titles and tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the characters are, the plot is, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-hosts say, but we try to be as impartial, educational, entertaining, and more importantly than that, non-biased as possible. Even though sometimes it doesn't always work, especially if it's a really bad manga or if it's a really amazing manga. You can check out any of our earlier episodes, though, to confirm what I'm saying at www.spireken.com. That's S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, Stitcher, Player.fm, Instagram, and so many more social media sites. And you can follow us at any of those. Just look for S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N or look in the show notes below. Also, if you see me at a convention, definitely tag me on Instagram or on Twitter. Now that that's out of the way and all that information is, oh, before I forget, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com. So, I hope you guys have been doing good. I've had a great weekend. It's been relaxing and fun, and we are almost at 300. Like I said, we're at 273. That is 27 away, and I know I'm going to keep saying this until we reach episode 300, but I'm going to keep pumping it, going to keep making sure that this is amazing and great. And especially for this title today, which we're talking about, because this is a pretty important manga adaptation. More point that is a specific manga adaptation of an OVA series that was the first work of a very influential man. Now, the manga that we're talking about today was written by one of the greatest modern anime creators of all time, 
arguably one of the greatest right now, and that is Makoto Shinkai. Now, for those of you who don't remember, we've been reviewing a lot of Makoto Shinkai stuff. We did Garden of Words, we did Your Words, and we've done a couple other ones. And surprisingly, this is the earliest of them because this is actually the first work he worked on all the way back in 2005. Actually, the original anime came out in 2002, and then he made adaptation in 2005. And this was released originally by Tokyopop, that lovely company that Stu Levy drove into the ground, even though apparently it is still kicking and surviving in France. Those of my you living in France who are my listeners, let me know, is Tokyopop still a thing in France, and is it still good? Let me know. However, right now it has been brought to us by that amazing company known as Vertical Comics, which surprisingly has been picking up a lot of really good stuff. And so it has been brought over by them, and this is Senin series that was... Released in Magazine Afternoon uh, Magazine. And this is a weird genre. It is technically a shonen series, but it's not. It is actually classified as a drama mecha romance shonen series. And this was based on the OVA Oshino Koe, or in English as we know it, Voices of a Distant Star. Now... In order to talk about this manga, I've got to talk a little bit about the origin of the OVA that Makoto Shinkai worked on all the way back in 2002 that was 25 minutes long. So, to sum it up in one short sentence, Makoto Shinkai wanted to make an anime. He did not work for any major company and he didn't have a lot of income. So what he did was he took his Power Mac G4, he downloaded Lightwave, Adobe Photoshop 5.0, Adobe After Effects 4.1, in Commotion 3.1 DV software. And then he proceeded to create a OVA that was based on Dracula and Laputa and it took him seven months to complete. And he was inspired to make this also by his frequent sending of text messages to his wife whenever he was working. So he combined all this together to create this very unique story and he actually voice acted the male role and then his girlfriend at the time Mika Shinohara provided the voice acting for the dub then eventually it was released on DVD and they actually made a newer dub with professional voice actors because let's be honest Makoto Shinkai he's an amazing director but as a voice actor the less said the better also he had his friend Tenmon actually do the entire soundtrack for this film So it's actually pretty cool when you read about this. And also reading a lot of the interviews, like the ones at New Type Magazine, are fascinating. I highly recommend checking this film out. It's actually really cool. Also, the design work is on par. If you've seen a Makoto Shinkai film, you know how photorealistic his images are. And this was the first one that he actually did. He did this with Photoshop to make an amazing film that is very photorealistic. Despite the fact it has a very unique and different setting about it. So now that that's out of the way, after he made the OVA, there was a light novel, there was a audio drama, and then in 2005 he made this adaptation that appeared in Afternoon Magazine. So now that we've got the basic origin of the story out of the way, let's talk about the plot. And this manga is about two people. You have Noboru Torero and Mikako Nagamini, and they are best friends. They've been friends since they were children, and they are about to enter high school. And what happens is that Mikako 
is recruited by the UN Space Army to fight in this war against these aliens called the Trasians. They're after a specific thing, which we never know about. They're, they're going to destroy Earth and attack us. So Mikako has been trained to pilot this giant mech robot called the Tracer, and she's part of a fighting squadron, and she, their home base is this spacecraft called the Lashithia, Lashithia from the a reference to Mars, which is where the Terzarians are from. I know I'm pronouncing it way wrong. And so what happens is she is going to be shifted off to, she's been fighting them on Earth, and now they're going to take the fight to the Terzarians, which is a noble goal because they have been a thorn in humanity's side since 2039. It is now 2047, eight years later. And so she's going to be going off, and they're sending her into space. And Torero Nobuo is stuck on Earth. He's going to be staying here, and he's going to live his life. They're both 15 years old. He's going to go to high school, and he's going to live his life while she goes to fight this war. Now, if you've ever seen films like Interstellar, you know that the passage of time is very different in space. It's not the same as in Earth. I mean, for example, if you leave here, for you, time will be moving at one rate. You'll be aging a year at a time. Meanwhile, on Earth, it's very different. So that's a big factor in this. Because of that, it causes also communication like because they promise they're going to talk to each other. And at first, it's every day and every week. He gets a text message from her asking, oh, so how did your exams go? How is this class going? How are things on there? Is the weather all right? Or is my family okay? And they're going back and forth, but eventually it starts to move further away. As Mikako is further away from Earth, the distance is further, and more important that, the time between messages is taking longer and longer. First, it was, like I said, day to day. It was like, okay, you just got to wait a day for your message. It was instead of a minute. Then it's an at two days. Then it's a week. Then it's a month. Now it is years since he has heard from her, and he is moving forward in life. Nobuo is part of the kendo club. He is working in school. He wants to better himself. Actually, he wants to eventually join the UN Space Army, maybe to join up with her. And he is dealing with being in this relationship with this girl he's never going to see. And it's a friendship, but he wants more. She wants more. And that's one of the big things that Makoto Shinkai is very good at, is doing these stories about communication and romance in a very jarring and different way. And it shows it. I mean, there are points when you feel really bad for Nobuo. There's a girl who's there with him in school, and she's actually into him, and she tells him she likes him. And he has the opportunity to take that and forget about Mikako. But Mikako gets a message through to him at that exact moment. It's like it's been eight years since he's heard from her and he can move forward in life and he can forget her. And no, the chime goes off and like most guys or most girls who have a siren, that person that you feel stupid over but you're in love with them. And the minute they message you, you come running to them. That's what happens. He leaves this girl and is saying, I like you. I'm here now. Instead to pine after the girl who is in space. And that's what's happening on Earth. However, meanwhile in space, the Lashitha is fighting these aliens, and it's not going so well. I mean, she sees a lot of interesting, well, images. She sees ruins of their former base. She sees ruins of the civilization that the Targians had. And it gets more disturbing because she gets into combat, and she sees friends of hers, people she cares about, getting killed. And it's 
disturbing. It's like they go through warps that cover a distance of 8.6 light years, and it's going to be forever till they get back in touch with each other. It's disturbing to think of that you're going to, you're stuck in this time loop while everyone's moving forward slower than you or faster than you, depending. And it ends in a way which is very dark, but hopeful. Like I said, the manga has a slightly different ending because the ending is that uh, Mikako wins the war against the bad guys, but she's stuck in her damaged ship and it's drifting out into space. So you don't know if she's going to die or live or what's going to happen. In the manga, she sends a message to Nobuo saying that she's in love with him. But the thing is, at the same time, Nobuo has joined the UN. And they sent a rescue mission to the Lashita. So he'll get there within a certain amount of time. So hopefully they will be within years of each other. And it's kind of cool. It's like gives the hope that they'll definitely meet again. It's not that she's going to float out into space and be forgotten forever, which is a very nihilistic ending, especially for Makoto Shinkai. Because he does have a little bit of a depressing ending with a lot of his stuff. I mean, there are some really good endings. Like, look at your name. Look at Garden of Words. You have that that they work out. But this one, not so much. This one's a little more dark. And it is also his first work. And I've got to say, it is one which is a great telling example of how he works, how he thinks. And it's this story which doesn't really go anywhere fast. It's very slow. The story is, I mean, it's a one shot, which is good, but it's pretty slow because you're focusing on these two characters and nothing really happens. They're just talking to each other. I mean, the scenes when you see um, them fighting the Tejans are, I know I keep pronouncing it differently. It's just, I don't remember how to exactly pronounce them, but seeing that's kind of cool. But for the most part, it's just a lot of introspective, thoughts between them as they send messages to each other and it's beautiful it leaves you wanting more and it's just it's realistic it's a realistic story of two people in love each other and them communicating when they're not together and how distance and time will affect a relationship i've got to say it's something which i would definitely recommend um the art style is nice. The character design is very fluid. I do recommend it. And I think that Mizu Sahara does a great job depicting these characters, depicting some of the more dreamlike sequences. And there's actually some color pages in this vertical ink release. Uh, it's when he th remembers, it's a kind of poignant part in the manga when Nobu has kind of given up on Mikako and he leaves his phone at home because he's been carrying it straight for five years and he's like you know what it's not gonna ring I'm not gonna get a message I'm leaving it at home and that's the beginning of when he is gonna find the other girl before everything goes wrong because he's pretty lost interest at this point because he's trying to move forward but he can't now I know that that is a little perplexing and I know it's really bizarre but I've got to say it is one of these series which the story, which is just, it's primal, it's understandable, it's relatable to anybody. I mean, you feel so much empathy towards these characters. You want them to be together, but you know they can't. And it also helps us understand each other a little more, I think. Even though I'm rambling right now like a lunatic, and I know I am. But I digress. 
so with the art style, with the characters who I find really fascinating, I really sympathize with Nobuo. I'm going to have to give Voices of a Distant Star, just like all of the other stuff from Makoto Shinkai, a really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze your eyes, open your soul before you build Great Zomogu Star. It is a very elegant and great story, and it's one of these stories that you could actually show to a non-manga fan, and they will enjoy it. It has a very artistic quality to it that is very watercolor-like, and more important than that, it looks hand-drawn. It doesn't look very, even though it was made CG style, it looks hand-drawn, and I do like that. Especially the color pages, which are watercolors. They look just beautiful. I'd love to just take these and put these on a wall. So I digress. Anyway, remember you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyarkin.com. You can email me personally at zan at I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, and all those other lovely social media sites you can check out in our show notes. And finally, question of the day is going to be, would you be able to wait for someone for eight years to send you a text? Let us know in the show notes at www.spyarkin.com. And so let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga. Except no substitutes. Now what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. What I've done is I've assigned a manga to each of the slots. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. And whatever number lands on, that's what we're reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 274. So we've got some great titles, and let's see what we're going to spin. You know, it's kind of cool to watch the wheel spin. It's almost hypnotic. Number four. Cool. That's pretty awesome. So let's see what we're going to... Do. This is going to be a manga that apparently is on Funimation.com, and that is Showman Sample, a.k.a. I was abducted by an elite all-girls school as a sample commoner. What the hell is this? I'm intrigued and worried at the same time because it sounds ridiculous and strange. Well, I'll see what this is about next episode, and I hope you guys enjoyed. Remember? Email us at sparkandgmail.com, and I hope you guys have a great day. This is your host, Zahn, for Spark and Manga Review, saying, I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and read more manga.